0: One and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Anna, and I'm here to tell you the real truth about Brazil. If you follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV podcast, if you don't follow, go follow. Um, you saw that on Sunday I said that this week's episode I would have a book writer on the podcast, which is so exciting by itself. So for this one, I had Kelly. She wrote her own memoir at 21 and published it at 22, which is like insane. Are you kidding me? Like, who does that? I could never at 21 slash 22. Like, I could never. And she is so sweet. I'm not going to talk about the book itself. Like, at this point, I've read it. I'm not going to talk a lot about it right now. I will leave for after the interview with her for me to talk about what I thought and what I've read and all of that just because I want to give my honest opinion, but I want it to be after you listen to her talking about her book and the whole process and everything. But I was so excited to have her. She is so sweet. She's so nice, really, 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 really. Like, I'm not even kidding. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. And we had such a good conversation that we were just like, let's keep in touch because you are so nice. I like you. Oh, I like you too. And that's that. Like, (laughs) this is how it happened um so that's pretty much what i'm gonna say for now but before we get to the episode please make sure to follow subscribe and review this podcast on apple podcast and make sure to share it with anyone you think might like so let's get to the episode already hi kelly how are you i'm good how are you anna i'm good too thank you so much for coming to the podcast
1: Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on it.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here and talk about your memoir and your book. And it's going to be so cool. I've never met anyone who wrote their own memoir. And I think this is so cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool. I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to do it at such a young age, so that people our age could read something a little bit
0: more relatable. (laughs) Oh yeah, 100%. So for starters, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, um, so my name is Kelly Weezahan. I'm 22 and I'm from the United States and I am born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri.
0: So how was the whole decision-making process of you deciding to write a book about your life? How was it?
1: Yeah, so when I was... I think 12, I went to like a carnival and I won this like cute little diary and I decided to write in it. It started as like, hi, like my day was good. I had a turkey sandwich and I played outside. Um, and then over the years, I just kept writing in this diary and I just found that I absolutely loved it. And I grew up in a super small town outside of St. Louis. It's called Imperial, Missouri and it's really far away from everything. So I grew up really far away from friends. Um, Like even the people I went to school with lived really far away from me. So I was super bored all the time and I found that writing was a really great way for me to have a hobby, have something to do and kind of like talk to someone. I'm a a very chatty person. If I couldn't chat with my friends, I could at least write to myself (laughs) and talk about the things I wanted to talk about. So. I finished that journal when I was like 12, 13, and I was like, well, I guess I'll get another one. And then I filled that one up after a year and then it just kind of, kind of became a thing where I just journaled all the time. So when I was 21, I studied abroad through my university and I was studying abroad in Ireland. And this was the same, this was 2020. So when I got to Ireland, it was January and we hadn't really, Heard much about COVID. But by March, I was in Europe and everyone was freaking out about COVID and I didn't really know what it was. No one knew what it was. I actually went to Paris when France was like in the red zone or whatever it was. I don't remember, but everyone was like freaking out. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to Paris anyway because I don't really know what this is. And I'm over in Europe and I don't know the next time I'm going to get to like come to Paris again. And Fun fact, my room growing up was designed like all Paris themed. Like, I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I had Eiffel Towers all over my room, Paris posters all over my room. So I was like, I'm going. Um, and this was like March 7th of 2020. So, right before like the whole world shut down. And I just went anyway by myself. I stayed in an Airbnb by myself and I met up with a few friends who I knew were living in Paris at the time. And we went out and we got back to my airbnb at like 3:30 in the morning and then i got a call from my mom at like 4:30 in the morning she was like hey um like the president of the us just announced a european travel ban so you're going to need to book a flight home right now and i was like oh it's still like 4:30 in the morning i just woke up i've only slept for an hour and she's like book a flight home and i was like okay all my stuff was still in ireland but it didn't matter cuz for all we knew i was going to be stuck in Europe like because we didn't know what was going to happen so long story short I made it back home to St. Louis after like crazy long flight Um, and I only had my backpack with me which was crazy and I walked into my bedroom back in Imperial Missouri which is literally in the middle of nowhere and I had been in Paris like 24 hours earlier I walk into my room and I see that I have a stack like this tall of these diaries or journals or whatever you want to call them and my room is like still my childhood room that's like themed Paris stuff and I was like wow like I'm only 21 but like look like I finally like went to Paris like I said I always wanted to do and now I have like 10 diaries full of life experience and even though I'm only 21 like 10 journals is still a lot of stuff and it's life that like everyone who's my age has lived so Um, and feel free to interrupt me on if I'm like rambling too much or oh no go on I'm like doing this (laughs) so
0: much is like I'm creating like the story in my head like I'm seeing everything it's just so good to hear
1: yeah but uh but yeah just interrupt me if you um have a question or anything I'm just like wow I'm rambling but okay anyway so like the first couple weeks of quarantine I was at home and we weren't going anywhere and this was now it's like March 12th and I'm at home and for all we know, like we're gonna be locked in our house for months. Like we don't know if we can go to the grocery store. Like we don't know if we can even see our neighbors. Like we're still like wiping down our packages from Amazon cause we're not sure like how we are even gonna like get stuff in the house. So what I did is I just, I read a book. I had bought a book while I was abroad. It was a memoir. It's called Everything I Know About Love. It was written by Dolly Alderton. And it was everything in her life up until 30. So still really young. And even that book was like, Harold is like really cool for being such a young person writing a memoir. And within the first few days of quarantine, I finished the book and I was sitting next to my mom and I was like, huh, like, mom, I think like I have enough that like I could write a whole book. Like even though I'm 21, like I have 10 or like nine or 10 diaries, like filled cover to cover. I'm sure I could pull out stuff from over the years that would be enough to like fill a whole book. And I have some crazy stories that I could talk about. And she was like, yeah, honestly, I think you could. And I was like, huh? So I took it upon myself to start researching how to publish a book. And I started going through all my journal entries, laying on my floor with a highlighter and just reading back through everything. And I was laughing, I was crying, I was embarrassed. And I was also impressed with like how much I knew even as like a 15 year old. Um, And I really credit a lot of my self-esteem and like how I view myself and having such a strong like value system to having grown up journaling about these things. I mean, when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15, like every year I'd write out like a list of like my values, what I believe in like stuff like that. And every year it would change, but a lot of stuff would stay the same. So reading back as a 21 year old to the things I was thinking when I was 15 year old, I was like, whoa, there's things that 15 year old Kelly knew that 21 year old Kelly has forgotten that are important. And so it was like this really crazy moment for myself to like kind of like encounter myself when I was younger and like revisit who that person was. And I was like, wow, I'm sure a lot of people Feel like this and not everyone has journaled their whole life but I'm willing to put it out there and show everyone like how much you can change and how ironic life can be. So started doing that was researching how to publish a book. Turns out it's incredibly hard to publish a book. Um, the traditional publishing model, at least in the United States, is pretty hard to enter And it would cost probably like $90,000 to publish a book traditionally in the US because there's like five big publishing houses like Penguin, Simon and Schuster, all those things. And what they do is they say, hey, we'll publish your book for you but we're gonna own all of the book because we're gonna give you all the resources to publish this, we're gonna give you the editors, we're gonna give you the marketing team. And so basically we own this book and we'll give you like 5% of all the royalties or something. because the cost of doing that on your own of what these big publishing houses provide to you is like a $90,000 project. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting an agent because no one knows who I am and I don't have the funds to like publish a book. So I don't really know how I'm going to do this. And I just kind of like set it off to the side after doing research. I was a little discouraged, but I kept just like going through my diary entries and highlighting stuff and just writing for fun, like on my own. And then one day I was on LinkedIn. Um, I was on LinkedIn. I got this weird, sketchy DM that was like, hey, um, if you want to like write and publish a book, like we're a hybrid publishing house and we can work with you to publish your manuscript. And I thought that was really sketchy. And I normally don't trust LinkedIn DMs like that, but I was like interested, obviously. So I was like, okay, like, can I get some more info? And she sent me this uh, like PDF file. It was 20 pages long, single spaced, like 12 point font of all the frequently asked questions about this program. And I was like, okay, well, if this was fake, they wouldn't have taken the time to type out 20 pages worth of frequently asked questions. And it like outlined the whole process. So it turns out there's this guy, his name is Eric Kester, and he um, is a lawyer. And now he's a professor at Georgetown University, which is in Washington, D.C. And He's a professor in the business school and he was trying to write books and he realized how hard it was to get published. He was like, there's no way that like in 2021, it's gonna like, there, there's no other way to publish a book than besides this like traditional way. I'm gonna figure out like how to make this easier. And a lot of people are doing this right now. There's like this big um, kind of revolution in the publishing industry. That's entertaining this idea of like hybrid publishing, which um, um, but it's basically the program I did. So he does this program through Georgetown. It was a two semester long class. In the first semester, he would teach people how to write a book. Second semester, he would teach you how to publish it. And some of the students, I might be getting his story wrong, but he, some of his students graduated and kind of started their own publishing house. And they were partners with this guy, Eric. So pretty much any of his students that had a manuscript that was ready to be published, this publishing house would make it happen. So with COVID, he opened up this two semester long class to a virtual Zoom class, meaning anyone could join. Um, so I looked up the program. I wind up talking to Eric, thought he was a super cool guy, trusted him. And I looked up all the other authors and sure enough, their books were on Amazon. They were in Barnes and Noble. These people had their own websites. A lot of these people were going on book tours, doing podcasts, doing speaking tours. Like it was legit. And I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. Um, So the way it works is I think I put down a $200 deposit, which I wound up getting back. And so that was all I had to pay at first. And then they gave me a developmental editor. So he was someone that helped me like develop my whole story and worked with me every week. There's also weekly Zoom workshops where they told us like, here's what makes a good story. Like these seven components, fill out this Excel worksheet and make sure that your story has all seven components like for one story and then the stories turned into chapters and the chapters turned into a book. So the developmental editor helped me piece all that stuff together and helped make my writing better. And then I sent it off to the publisher. They read over the manuscript and they approved it and they were like, okay, we'll work with you to publish this. I got a new editor and we started doing revisions. I did like two or three rounds of revisions and that was so hard because then I realized oh, like this is a real thing that I'm publishing. So I have to be okay with every single sentence in this book. So um, went line by line, my best friend helped me. She was great. And she like helped go like line by line with me. Um, and then I had to eventually send it off, I sent it off to a copy editor. That's someone who like makes sure all the punctuation is correct, stuff like that. And then I worked with a graphic designer and a layout designer. And then we still were having weekly workshops and they told us how to put it on Amazon and all that stuff. And then I was a published author. So that's a very long winded version um, and a very tactical version of how I did that. Oh, I forgot this part. Okay, sorry, this is important for anyone that's like curious about this. The way that we raised money to publish the book is I ran a pre-sale campaign. So people were able to pre-order my book I had to go on social media a lot and like do a lot of marketing, do a lot of like reaching out to people, a lot of emailing. Um, But I finally got enough people to pre-order the book. um, And then I used that money to pay for it to be published. And because I paid for the whole thing, I own 100% of the rights to it. So I collect 100% of the royalties forever, which is a big deal um, to own a piece of work like that these days. Um, That's why Taylor Swift is re-recording all of her music. So, yeah, I, so I didn't have to pay anything. So the reason that's important is because if you don't have to pay any money, then that takes away, like, all of the barriers to entry to publishing a book. And then the only barrier to entry at that point is whether or not you want to do it. You don't even have to be a good writer. You just have to be able to sit down and, like, write enough (laughs) and have an interesting story that you want to tell. So, yeah, I just wanted to explain that process because everyone's like oh my god like how did you publish a book and I'm like well you can too um, if you have the time and the resources Um, but yeah they kind of took money out of the equation which I think was really cool so I just wanted to make that point
0: (laughs) no but that was amazing because you gave all the details so it's like not even a space to have doubts on anything so I loved it And what I love so much that you wrote your own memoir at 22 is because I feel growing these days, at least with the content I see on Instagram, YouTube, and podcasts and all of that, that people are seeking so much for relatable stories on dating and all of that. But if only older people are writing memoirs it's just not going to be relatable whatsoever because there was no social media back then like even that um book that was so famous on tiktok why men love bitches is just like not even relatable whatsoever because that was written on a time that people had to call each other so I think like one third of the book, you can not even use the tips that she gives or anything because you're not going to call anyone. You're going to text and like, what if the guy goes to you or the girl goes to you? Like what's going to happen? There's no solution for that. So I think that's a great thing that there are books now in your book that can be so relatable. And there are people for for, for like our age range because I think there's lack of books in this terms, I guess, and that you can be so relatable to. I think people are looking so much into podcasts, but I, I don't know, like I'm a book person, although like I'm a podcaster, I love listening to podcasts, but I love books. And I think that there are lack of books on this kind of stuff like from people our age for people our age because you know today's podcast is presented by podgo podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from podgo apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience that's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o and be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about podgo section of the application
1: yeah so that's also why i thought it was super important that i wrote this now because the thing about memoirs from people that are a little bit older and write a book about their whole life is when you have distance from your memories of childhood your teenage years your college years you forget the details and you remember the big lessons, but you can't get into like the nitty gritty of like how you actually felt. It's the difference between saying like, oh, that was a hard time in my life. And no, every single day I woke up and I thought this and I can show you exactly what I thought because I wrote it down. And so that's why I think the concept of the book is cool because I've been calling it a coming of age story that happens in real time. like. I wrote this whole book when I was 21, and I turned 22 by the time it was published, so everything up in it is, like, from, like, my teenage years until I'm, like, 20, basically, and it's a whole book, and so you get, like, these really rich moments with real diary excerpts from that time in my life, and you can see what I was actually thinking, um, which kind of holds me accountable in a way. I can't gloss over and make anything up because I'm, giving people like a real diary entry of like exactly what I thought, which is funny because memory is a funny thing. We think we remember stuff, but if you go back and read who you were and what you thought about things, you have to confront the person that you were, which is uncomfortable at times. But I wanted to publish that to show people like, look, like we do change like all the time. Like I used to think this, you can clearly see that I thought this about X, Y, Z. And now I'm telling you that I don't. I'm telling you why I don't think that anymore. Um, And yeah, so I thought it was really cool that this program existed so that young people could tell their stories because honestly, that's probably a reason young people don't really like read a lot, especially Gen Z. We're so into like being transparent and being authentic. And we are all burnt out on the way social media portrays everyone's highlight reels like we are all craving a behind the scenes and we all want to know that other people struggle the way we do and so that's why I didn't feel that scared to like put my personal life out there and my feelings because I'm like I know everyone is feeling the way I'm feeling about growing up and having an identity crisis and not knowing what they believe and like having trouble in relationships and having trouble in friendships like everyone feels this way but like No one's going to go on their Instagram story and talk about it, you know? Um, And so I thought it was a really good time to, yeah, do that and talk about all the things that no one's talking
0: about. Yeah. And I think it's like so cool that you journaled for all of these years because with the pandemic, so many people started journaling. I started journaling during the pandemic, I think back in September that I started, but I think it's so cool because if I could go back in time, I would journal all of that because I would like to have details of what was happening in my life back then. But I thought it was so cringe. I was like, I, I have like, um, I don't know, a few pages of diaries that I tried to write when I was a kid and it's like, dear diary. And I thought it was so cringe. <laughs> like, so I think it's so cool that you kept your journal your journaling um experience through all of these years and that you just kept going and now you have all of this details of your life and you can be played by your memory yeah it is
1: really awesome I am thankful that I kept it up and a lot of people ask me like did a therapist tell you to do this or did anyone tell you to do this and I was like no I just did it but um come to find out there's actually a lot of research on like the benefits of journaling and the benefits of seeing your life as a story and seeing yourself as a redemptive main character and seeing that you have flaws, but seeing redeeming qualities in yourself as as well. And so to literally like write about your life and read it and see your flaws, but also see like where you did some things right, that's really, really good for your mental health. And it's really good for your self-esteem because you realize like you do play a role in your own life and you are human and you make mistakes but you learn and you're a- I don't know, I feel like I'm able to kind of enjoy my life in this special way because it's this like infinitely unraveling story um and I get to write it in a way but I also get to see what happens and then like write about it. So, I don't know. I get kind of sentimental about it. But yeah, it's really cool. And I highly recommend for like everyone to start journaling. Um, I want to hear more about how you started journaling and kind of how you felt about that during the
0: pandemic. So like I had major anxiety during the pandemic, like really bad anxiety. I think it's so frustrating. It was so frustrating for many people because every demon that everyone had just attacked during the pandemic which was so insane and i had to deal with like anxiety attacks it was just very brutal and my therapist was telling me okay you have to journal because it's going to make you feel so much better and my mom was saying this as well because i always loved writing and i was so resistant to it just because I thought it was cringe and I had to go through the whole dear diary thing and I was like yeah I'm not gonna Elena Gilbert my life (laughs) so I don't know like I I think I started journaling doing like more of a um, tracking thing like I would track how many glasses of water I had or and like movies that I watched like all of that tracking every day until I actually felt comfortable about writing about my life. So I don't actually journal every day. I journal when my head is really, really full of stuff, which really helps me. What would you say are the biggest life lessons that you ever had and that you just felt like you had to include in your book?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so let me think about all the chapters. The, the beginning of the book is I try to make it really funny and like inviting and I just kind of talk about uh, where I grew up and my family and how my parents are like crazy and like why I am the way I am uh, because of them. And then I kind of just go right into high school. Um, I think the biggest lessons I took away from high school were that I went into high school and I just wanted a lot of friends. I just wanted to go to a lot of parties. Um, so I became friends with people that I knew had a big social life but it turns out that I didn't make like the best friendship connections with them um, which was a big mistake that I had made and there was a lot of drama It was like very catty all the time and anyone that I still talk to from that friend group agrees that we were all like very immature and cared about the wrong things so I decided okay well I'll just get a boyfriend And then I won't have to hang out with these people and I'll still have something to do. And my mom was like, yeah, like, just go get a boyfriend to like fix your problems. And I was like, okay. Um, So I had a a long-term relationship that came out of that. I dated that person for almost four years. So yeah. (laughs) Um, So there was a lot of lessons I learned through that. I think, um, well, yeah, I'll just give you like a synopsis. So I dated that person for, almost four years, so half of high school, and then we wound up going to the same college. And then in the middle of college, um, after it had been like over three years, like our relationship like took a lot of turns. We were both growing in different directions. He was becoming a little bit of a different person. I was becoming kind of a different person, Um, but I was also like still, I was really hanging on to that relationship, even though like we had clearly outgrown it. So that's the part of the book that gets kind of sad. Um, And then I wound up spending a summer in New York City, which was like a dream come true. I got an amazing job um, at NBC, like for the summer and I moved there. And that's probably like my favorite part of the book because like my like childhood dreams of like living in the big city like came true. Um, And that's when we finally decided to break up. And I realized, wow, like I invested so much into this relationship that I completely forgot about me and my own growth. And I completely forgot about friendships. And so when I came back to school and he was still there and my friends were still here, like I was dealing with this pain of like, not only losing that relationship, but losing this big chunk of my identity and I had this, like, massive identity crisis, I was like, who am I, like, do I wear all black and listen to heavy metal music, or am I, like, more of, like, a bohemian, like, chill person, like, I don't know, like, who I am, because all of my friends were his friends, my girlfriends were still dating his friends, so they were all still hanging out with all these people that I, like, couldn't really hang out with anymore, and it just hit me, wow, like, I never want to, like, create my life around a boy like ever again and so I kind of have this chapter afterwards that's like what I learned about friendships I felt like I really had to rebuild all my friendships around me because I wasn't taking any of them as serious relationships it was like my boyfriend was the only person that mattered and if I had other friends cool they were secondary but once I lost like that my only support system really was like him and my parents like i felt like i couldn't rely on friends for the same things that i would tell him or tell my parents. So i was like, wow, i have to learn how to like trust other people and like be vulnerable vulnerable around people because if like i need to cry and i'm not okay, like i'm not comfortable telling anyone that. Um, which isn't good. When you like bottle up a lot of those feelings, especially when you're going through a hard time, but I wound up creating a lot of amazing friendships that semester even though it was super hard. I worked hard to like hang out with a lot of people that I was already friends with, but just tried to like deepen those relationships. And I started hanging out with amazing people who I looked up to. And I was like, wow, like I wanna learn about how to be a good friend because I realized those relationships are just as important, maybe even more important than like a romantic relationship because romantic relationships like come and go and they can mess you up bad. And when they mess you up, like you gotta have people around you that love you no matter what, you, you can have friends for a lifetime, but, you know, you can get divorced pretty easily, (laughs) Um, but, and then I also had, like, some friend breakups, like, during that, I realized there were some people that weren't as great of friends as I was trying to surround myself with at the time, so that was really tough, too, so those are, like, a lot of big lessons, and then there's also just a lot of lessons about going to college and realizing that, like, all the things that I grew up, like, hearing from my parents weren't necessarily true that was like another identity crisis I was like what you're telling me that all this stuff you raised me to believe is actually not true um that was crazy too so those are all things that I feel like are the lessons of like growing up and kind of entering your 20s I feel like everyone has this reckoning where they realize their parents are people and that they made mistakes that you can't really blame them (laughs) because everyone only raises kids once, like, you might not get it right your first try, Um, and then I feel like everyone, like, has a complicated love life that hurts them at some point, even though you're young, like, when you feel those feelings for the first time, they're the biggest feelings you've ever felt, so, like, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it might not be the person you marry or wind up with, but when you're 16, and you're in love, like, you think, it's the biggest love ever and that it's like yeah yeah so um yeah there those are kind of a handful of blessings.
0: <laughs> but I love that because this is like so relatable like I'm pretty sure everyone yeah. who's ever going to listen to this can relate at at least in some level in their life because we've all experienced that like teenage love and like friendships and then like all this stuff with parents like should I question my parents you know this is what I love about the idea of writing your own memoir so much at 22 just because of how relatable it is really
1: yeah that's what um the feedback has been um because even if it's not even if you're romantic relationship or your friendships weren't mine like the feelings that I express in the book are feelings that people have Mm -hmm. experienced oh yeah I'm I'm excited that people have found it so relatable
0: that's so cool and who should you read your book
1: I mean like anyone that's our age and wants to relate to something but also people that are a little bit like younger than us looking for guidance so I don't know about you but I'm the oldest sibling
0: oh me too and
1: <laughs> yeah and I don't and I don't have like a ton of um people that are like I don't know like five years older than me that are like girls that are like a big sister kind of person in my life so I've always felt like I'm kind of like paving the way and writing it down in my journal and like I want to expend onto younger people the lessons I've learned I was telling my brother the other day even though like he's my brother's like not a girl I was like hey listen like I know you have this girlfriend in college but like you really need to like join some extracurriculars and join some sports and some clubs and meet other friends because you're spending every single day with her and if you guys like have a falling out you're not going to have any friends and it's going to be tough um so that's even to my brother and I'm like I wish someone would have told me that and no one really did and I don't know if I would have listened (laughs) but so I feel like anyone that's like in high school about to start university or even people that are like well into their like 20s 30s I've had a lot of like women in their 50s like relate to this book my grandma read this book she's 86 and she was like wow yeah she read the book in one sitting she read it in four hours (laughs) um she's a big reader and she called me and She was like, wow, like that brought me right back to when I was 16. Like I was engaged when I was 16 and he left me. And when he left, I was devastated because I had no friends. And I went out and I was drinking and smoking and doing all these things I shouldn't have been doing. And the hurt that you described that you felt in the book is like exactly how I felt. And like that was my grandma who's 86." Um, and I've never heard her like be so expressive like that towards me. Like I had no idea she was like engaged before. And then I had like a lot of my aunts come up to me and say the same thing. They're like, wow, my high school experience was just like that. And I like, I'm remembering it so well now. So it's cool that anyone from any age will get something out of it. I think it's resonating most with girls our age, obviously, because I'm a girl <laughs> who's 22. <laughs>
0: well I love the overall idea of the book I think that you said like a few things that are on the book that like are so interesting It's just this like teenager 20s crisis that we've all been going through like I'm pretty sure that if I read this book when I was 19 it would be like my guidebook because I was having (laughs) like a midlife crisis at 19 like honestly but I just love that you thought about it and you were like oh you know what is I know that's not the usual thing but I'm just gonna do it and whatever because I would love to read it so I'm gonna write it I I love that you did that so well congratulations on your book thank you I appreciate it Ana thanks
1: for taking the time to lend me your platform to tell you a little bit more about the story and yeah i think anyone no matter where they're from can get something out of it because you know it's really just about the feelings you feel when you're like shedding your skin and kind of like coming into yourself um it's tough for everyone um so yeah uh the name of the book because i realized i haven't said that yet is called small legs big teeth a prequel of something yet to come called it the prequel because i'm like you know i'm only 21 like what do i know that's amazing (laughs) like just leaving like an open
0: door for next book love it
1: yeah because it's like here's what I do know obviously I don't know shit yet because anyone that's like in their 30s is like oh I knew nothing when I was 20 and like I get that and so that's why this book is funny because in five years I'll be like ew Um, but that's why I had to do it in real time because otherwise give me 10 more years and I'm gonna like not put certain things in the book because I'm embarrassed um but i'm not now because i don't know about it right now so i can be honest about it um so yeah it's called small eggs big teeth a prequel of something yet to come it's on amazon hopefully it's available in brazil via amazon
0: I'm yeah hoping. i think so because here usually if the book is not like we can order books from amazon from other countries like yeah
1: yeah i think so and then i'm working on figuring out how to do international shipping if people want to buy the book from my website, but um, you can also buy the ebook on my website, which is just kellywizahan.com and the ebook is on there and you can download that instantly and read it on your computer or your Kindle or however you read books. You can have it instantly that way. If you want a physical copy, um, might be a little bit trickier, but yeah, I would suggest trying Amazon. Um, I can send you all the links to put in the show notes and yeah, then, of course.
0: If, Everything will be on the description.
1: Yeah. And then if people want to follow me on Instagram, the book has an Instagram, which is just at Smalling's Big Teeth. And then I have a personal Instagram, just at Kali.Wizahan. If people want to follow along, because I think, I think I'll think i write another book, but I just need a few more years to gather some more content.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast, Callie. I loved having you here. I thought that you just were so good in telling your story like I was like traveling in like my imagination (laughs) with you telling it I was like I, I loved having you and I think I haven't read your book so far but I'm pretty sure that your book is amazing as well
1: yes um please read the book and let me know if you like it and maybe we'll have to do another episode later on a little book club chat of course. Yeah, I'm curious to see um, if you like it. Tell all your friends. Maybe they'll like it. Um, I've had a lot of people get a lot out of it, and I'd love to bring it to a new audience and see what people take away from it from, get this, the Brazilian point of view.
0: <laughs> Got him. <them. laughs> okay, so here now is my review of the book I haven't read all of it because I did not have time enough which sucks because the book is so good that I feel like just reading it like all night but I unfortunately do not have this time of my hands right now but I've read so far a little bit over half of it and it's so amazing like are you kidding me like I cannot believe that she wrote this it's so good. It's like I said 500 times during the episode. It's honestly so relatable. Like I related so much in so many levels when she was talking about her teenage years, when she got to college, relationships, friendships, all of that is just something very common that I think everyone has gone through in their lives. So it's so good to read. And I think this would be like my Bible when I was her age 21, 22 because it would would have helped me so much, I'm not even kidding, so if you got the same impression of Kelly as I did, she's so fun, she's funny, she's witty, and this is the same as her book, like she takes all of her personality and puts in her book, and she cusses out, like she's so funny, like seriously, I got myself like burst into laughter when I was reading her book. It's just so good and the way that she puts things and she talks about what she learned from every experience that she had and it's very unique exactly because people like our age don't usually write memoirs but that's why it's so special. So I'm so happy that she sent me a copy because here in Brazil, we unfortunately cannot purchase. I checked on Amazon, but maybe soon because I think she's going to work on it. At least that's what she said. But honestly, it's like amazing. Actually, there is how to buy here in Brazil. I'm sorry. You can buy it an ebook and Kindle, you know, but I don't have Kindle. So, but she was so sweet. She sent me a copy. And it is honestly so amazing. I am so happy that I got to read this book. And um, I'm actually reading another one right now, which is a great balance because the other one is like super, like not super heavy, but kind of at the same time. So Kelly's book balances out really nicely. And turns out that's all I want to read. I don't even want to work anymore. I just want to read her book. (laughs) So this is one of the books that i 100% recommend just because it's so 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 good i'm i don't even know how to put it more than more than that because i'm lacking words right now but go definitely check it out i will put the links on the description as always where you can buy it her website her instagram Go follow her support because I know that it took so long for her to write this. She poured her soul into it and it's so worth the read. It's honestly so amazing. I'm so happy that I got to meet her and that I'm reading her book. Like, I'm, I don't know, I, this is one of the best reads ever, you know, when you are so hooked into the book that you don't even want to leave it alone. I wish that I was honestly, reading this book when I was on vacation because I would probably like reading two hours just because it's so good, but I don't have this time, unfortunately. But anyway, I hope that you like this episode and please go take a look into Kelly's book. I swear it's worth the read, like I promise you. And well, hope you liked the episode and hope to see you back here for next week episode. Bye everyone.